Hey everyone, welcome to the Food About Town podcast. My name is Chris Lindstrom and I'm your host. And this is episode 25, where we talk about condiments. So this episode, I was here with Chris Clemens, who's here for the intro still. Hiya. So Chris from Exploring Upstate, and we had Veronica Volk from WXXI. And we went through a whole bunch of condiments. We talked about ketchup and mustard and Chris's favorite? Mayonnaise. Ah, mayonnaise. And then we talked about uh, some salsa and some hot sauce as well. We did some taste tests, and uh, thanks to our friends at the Owl House and Itakate for providing some samples for us. Uh, we had a great time, so I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we did tasting all the food. So thanks, and uh, enjoy the episode. Some potatoes, some salad, some chicken, but without condiments, something's missing, cause whether it's ketchup, or mustard, or ranch dressing, everything needs something. How can you eat fries? Chips without salsa It ain't even right Pour some syrup All right, everybody, this is episode 25 of the Food About Town podcast And today we are talking about condiments This topic came up God, when did this come up, Chris? Uh, January or... January February. or so, yeah. Last time we did a podcast... Uh, Wait, no, I had just moved into my house like two weeks... Yeah, like, like two, two weeks, weeks before. prior to us doing that podcast. So before we start talking, that's Chris Clemens oh, from, hey. from ExploringUpstate.com. And this is Veronica Volk from WXXI. Hi, guys. Um, this is another slightly put together little podcast we're doing. We started talking about condiments on twitter what two or three days ago yeah i believe it started as a twitter war actually about the value of mayonnaise oh the value of mayonnaise and that's yeah. a critical part of what we're talking about today absolutely and we're gonna force chris to taste mayonnaise i don't know if that's gonna happen so oh, why gonna, i'm here it's gonna be fantastic i'm really <laughs> looking forward to the faces um but our mayonnaise talks yeah we started back last time we did a podcast which was maybe you know five six months ago and chris hates mayonnaise yeah that's true yeah, pretty legendarily, actually. Yeah, actually, it has, it has sort of become a thing for people to tease me about liking mayonnaise so little. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, you and I have bounced between chefs on Twitter. Right. Um, regular people. And, of course, we, I've, you know, bashed you about it here and there. Not that I really care, but. <laughs> absolutely. It's a fun topic. I'm, oh, I'm okay with it. I got a thick skin. <laughs> so, and Veronica chimed in the other day. Because we were talking about, uh, what was it, food challenges, which we yes. might tackle another time. Oh, that's right. That would be cool. I think that would be really interesting and disgusting at the same time. Yeah. yeah and, wait, so, so before we start all this, I want to know, when I address you guys, who, who do I call Chris and who do I call Chris? Oh, wow, I had not considered that. I didn't really think about that at all. Um, we can't do a podcast together anymore. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, I, I can be Stromy. That's my nickname. Stromy? Yeah, Perfect. that's fine, okay, that's fine by me. Okay, Stromy and Chris. Yeah. 
So we're here to talk about condiments. First, I want to do a history, and since Chris is our um, our resident historian for upstate New York, I figured he can do the history part of condiments, and then we'll talk a little about general, and then we'll do some taste tests. Cool. So I basically, once we started talking about condiments, basically, I mean, I think we were talking in general about food, and then the mayo thing happened, mm-hmm. and then it sort of snowballed from there. So... Then I started thinking about all of the other condiments that I might or might not like, and then actually thought, why do we use condiments at all? Um, so I did start researching a little bit last week, kind of wondering um, like, why this all started. Because part of my thing with condiments is like, the food should stand alone by itself, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't have to dress it up with a whole bunch of stuff. But there are certain foods that that doesn't really work with because I like to dress up some of the foods. So then I started thinking, like, where did I get this idea at all? Right. Um, And then I wanted to know, like, where the rest of the world actually got that idea. So I learned that ancient times, and that's Romans in terms of Of how people on Wikipedia write, (laughs) um, is really, like, where the condiment thing started. And it started as um, two different, um, I guess two different purposes. One of them was actually to prevent things from spoiling. So you have meat that starts to go bad, you throw a whole bunch of salt on it, and it's preserved. And then actually Romans then said, hey, we actually kind of like this. So then they started creating a bunch of other stuff. And I I will admit to cheating slightly, I do have this in front of me because there were a few names of some things that I had no idea what they were. Hopefully we can Um, enlighten you here a little bit. (laughs) One was a fish sauce called Liquimen. Oh my god, that sounds disgusting. It sounds absolutely <laughs> horrible. Almost worse than mayonnaise. Actually. I mean, fish sauce <laughs> is delicious. I mean, it's it's huge in Vietnamese cooking. I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with that, but fish sauce bit. is delicious. I mean, it's a little rough on its own, but combined with uh, you know vinegars and other things, it can make for a great flavorful sauce. Sure, and actually vinegars was one of the other things that was mentioned for Roman times and them creating different things to not only preserve, but also to enhance the taste of things. Hmm. So one of the other things that I found really interesting was one of my favorite condiments, also started with the Romans, was mustard. And interesting. being from Rochester... Um, Actually, I'm the only one at this table who's from Rochester originally, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. Where are you from, Veronica? I'm from Jersey. Jersey. The Jersey Shore. Oh, jeez. The Jersey Shore? Yeah. I didn't realize that. (laughs) Don't you dare say anything. That has to be a really (laughs) interesting place to grow up. Oh, it was an awesome place to grow up. Come at me. I'm not sure I would have liked it. I I grew up in the country. I mean, it didn't... I wasn't around people or... Can I say, and this is actually kind of specific to this podcast, what is it about Rochesterians and them being so obsessed with all their food touching each other? Because everywhere I go is just a plate of assorted foods and sauces. Oh, are you one of those people that has to have their food separated from one another? No, not at all. But it's just, it's, it fascinates me that it's all just kind of mashed together in a plate or in a bowl, like garbage plate, I guess is like the, the original. Oh yeah, I mean that's definitely our namesake food, and it's it is. I think it really comes from that whole workman thing where everything goes in one place. You eat it quick and you go back to work. As an outsider, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. Well, that's one of the things that I was thinking was that so much of the city of Rochester and a lot of the Rust Belt cities were really developed with people coming in from other countries and bringing their cuisine and the way that they cooked, 
and we've got all kinds of Germans and Italians and all kinds of interesting stews and stuff that I think come with those nationalities and cultures that I think Rochester almost became a melting pot of all of these different cuisines and the Greek diners you know, led way to the whole meat sauce. We're probably jumping ahead. A little yeah, bit. Jumping ahead. And a little the, bit. But you mentioned the garbage plate. So that's what made me think of that. So yeah. Can't. And uh, yeah. actually recently, and uh, I think it came out this week, was uh, the 585 magazine about large plates, garbage plates specifically. Right. Right. And it's did. really the condiments that tied that whole thing together. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of be really <laughs> awful if it didn't have the, it have the meat sauce and the mustard and... Whatever else you'd consider a condiment, the grease. Yeah, <laughs> I think grease is, is that, technically is that a officially condiment. a condiment. I don't think so, and I think that's where I want to go next before we get into taste test. Is Good point. What what really is a condiment? So I'm going to throw this to the person who might not have prepared as much. Oh no, what, I didn't prepare you, at all. I'm what still do you What do you think a condiment is, Veronica? A condiment would be so, like Chris, you said, it kind of enhances the flavor of a food, right? So you take a hot dog, for instance. You throw some mustard on it. it. It's supposed to enhance the flavor of the hot dog, right? So, I would uh, I wouldn't like classify anything as maybe, maybe wet or dry or any any like textury, but mm-hmm. it's a flavor enhancer. I, I, I think what about that's, spices though? I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's where the differentiation noted. starts for me. Is some people consider salt and pepper a condiment, right? Mm. I, it almost seems to me that's more like a base ingredient or a spice. Like, I wouldn't consider garlic powder a condiment. Although well, what I guess, about when you put ketchup in your meatloaf? Does it become an ingredient or a condiment? I think it's an ingredient then. So I think it kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's kind of in flux a little bit what a condiment actually is. I usually think of it as a sauce. I think a sauces are a lot, most of the time, condiments. Except for when you're cooking, of course, and you're looking at you know mother sauces and bechamels and things. And then those aren't condiments. But, I mean, most of the things you think of, like ketchup, uh, hot sauce, salsa, mayonnaise, I think those are the bread and butter condiments. Barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce. Yeah, we need to throw that in there if you're going to have mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it it does transition past those. I I was reading on uh, the perfect source on the internet, Wikipedia, that's Mm -hmm. always right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely it is. Um, And they considered guacamole a condiment. Oh, absolutely. Guacamole with peas? <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into peas. We're not getting into blue and black dresses. Blue and black and white and gold Stay dresses. Stay far away from those internet controversies so Con- we can talk right. about what right, matters. We'll keep it, keep right. it simple. Condiments. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think guacamole is a condiment. I think it's a, it's a, a side dish. It's a dip. I don't think that's a condiment. What if you put guacamole on your burrito? Then it might be a condiment. I, I, How it, do you put guacamole on a burrito? Uh, well, like, would you take a bite and then spread it on the area where you would already? Maybe I dip. I've I, always had a problem dipping burritos because I like to do that with salsa. It never works. Everything falls right out. Well, don't question my methods here. The question is whether or not it's a condiment. <laughs> All right. So, if it were possible, would that make it a condiment? Yes. I, I think it would. Then. Fundamentally, I argue yes. But if you're dipping it into chips, not a condiment. Now it's a dip. Right. Mm. It's it's a fuzzy line. I, I I consider that more of a side dish than a condiment. 
Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm making it up as I go along. Oh, me here. too. Okay. I, I looked at Wikipedia. I'm not. I'm not doing hardcore research. I didn't pull out my Encyclopedia Britannica or anything. Mm, okay. So this is. So for the guy who did do the research, yeah, it's a really, really difficult topic to research, right? Because everyone feels different about what is a condiment. So there were a number of people, um, and a number of experts, I would say, that did say salt and pepper were a condiment. And then you switch over to another expert source, and they would say that a condiment is a wet application to the food that's already been cooked. Can I derail this conversation again for a second? Oh, I think that's what, what we do best. What qualifies you as a condiment expert exactly? Oh, me? No, 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 no. You're citing Oh, experts. I was going to say absolutely nothing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like to eat, and that is pretty much it. Um, no, so like... Uh, I don't know like how much I'm supposed to plug other brands, but I'd like say I look whatever, whatever you want. I don't like care. Food Network. Um, um, who's uh, Elton Brown? Sure. Um, so I looked up some of the things on some of his sites. I actually even went to Netflix trying to find a documentary on condiments. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Deep dives. Well, I'm single. I, I, like, I, got, <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Like, um, I was on. I was supposed to be on rest all weekend, so like I, I had time. Yeah, we're we're gonna delve off of that. So Chris broke his ribs. Yeah. How? Lifting, lifting a light out of his front yard. No, a not light? not like a light bulb, like a light but bulb? like a like post. Like a light pole. Yeah, I was, I was, I was removing it. Why? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't want it there anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Stop asking questions, Veronica. Right. Let's it, move on. It didn't, it didn't function. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I thought it was time for it to go. So you can do that. You can just break a rib just by straining. I apparently can. <laughs> right. Well, I, pu- I pushed my body right into it to try to move it, to wiggle it, to you know break the cement uh, base. It, was, it yeah, wasn't uh, the height of my best ideas. Bad idea. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say bad idea. Yeah, I'm just really happy I could bring it up in the, con- in the context <laughs> of a condiment podcast. <laughs> I did cook ribs this weekend, though. Oh, yeah, nice and I used segue. condiments. I used, wow. I used, uh, all right, so I used Chef Lerman's uh, barbecue sauce, who is a local Finger Lakes uh, sauce maker. Excellent plug. Interesting. So, yeah, Look at so, that. Yeah, I bring it all right in. <laughs> so we're, we're starting, I guess we're starting with barbecue sauce. So bef- before we dive into some specifics, I do want to give some props out to a couple restaurants that supplied us with some condiments for our taste test today. Uh, Maddie Miller from the Owl House supplied us with uh, a few of their house-made condiments for us to test against commercial varieties. And uh, Jose Ibarca from Itacate Restaurant out in Penfield. So good. It would, yeah, by far my favorite Mexican restaurant in Rochester. Absolutely. Uh, he gave me three ho- homemade salsas to taste test against uh, generic uh, Wegmans brand salsa. And uh, so... Thanks to both uh, Maddie and Jose for helping us out today, and we really appreciate it. So, barbecue sauce is a great place to start. Barbecue sauce is tough because so many people, it's so such a personal thing. People love sweet, people love salty, people love smoky. And it's regional. Super regional. Yeah. I mean, you look at Kansas City, which is sweet, Texas, which they basically don't use barbecue sauce. Right, it's all dry rub, right? Almost exclusively. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, local to Rochester, dinosaur barbecues are standard bearer. And I think there's a, just more towards that Kansas City sweet style of sauce. Yeah, I agree. And that's but what most it, people seem to like. But I think locally we go a little bit thinner. You think like so, the, the Kansas little thinner? City, yeah, I think Kansas City is definitely more of a molasses, at least from what I've experienced. No, and that's a fair it's point. more of a molasses, like a thicker um, sauce, whereas this is a much thinner, almost vinegary um, Kind of barbecue sauce that we've got. Yeah, tomato vinegar, yeah. and it's it's not super smoky by any means. Yeah, 
but I think it's very popular to what term I like to use, uh, white people taste. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's sugary. It's not, it's not too complex or aggressive. Yeah. My favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> not aggressive. Basic. Yeah. And, and it, it suits a was lot of people. Is that a taste. Jersey Shore thing? I think it's a white girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> no spice, no complexity. Make it easy. Totally. So, and I think barbecue is a tough topic in of itself. We cover that another time. Yeah. Um, but barbecue sauce, I don't know. Is Do you have a particular favorite? I mean, you, you mentioned the one you tried. Was it Chef Lerman? It, Chef Lerman. That was actually, so I was at a party um, recently and tried it. And I said, holy cow, this is fantastic. Um, so then, uh, our friend Sarah, um, uh, bought me a bottle for my birthday last month. Awesome. Um, so it was, uh, a new experience for me, but I would say that I like to try something new all the time. Um, in part because I am very forgetful and <laughs> anyone who knows me will say that I can't remember anything. So I often will have something and go, Oh, this is so good. And then I'll go to Wagman's and go, ah was that one that I really liked? <laughs> and I end up trying something new just uh, because I couldn't remember the one that I liked before. Yeah. Um, but I do like to mix it up and always try something different. So that's the one that I did there. But I also, I put a dry rub on there and then the, uh, like a real barbecue fan probably would not like this, but I put them in the oven for a little bit. Oh, I know. Where's it's the really, smoke, man? But it's, I don't have a smoker. <sighs> But I also, I don't have the ability to put ribs on a grill for like six hours. No, that would be bad. Right. So they I, turn I, into rubber, which sure. is terrible. I live in an apartment, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Are you, are you not a barbecue smoker expert? No, unfortunately. Well, why did you guys invite me? I thought me? that's why you had her on, was her barbecue smoker <laughs> well, thanks, No, it's because thanks. I have a refined palate for condiments. Oh, ah. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Well, since she doesn't know how to smoke meats, thank you to Veronica Volk for showing up. <laughs> And out the side door. Uh, (laughs) Please join us next time when we talk about New Jersey. (laughs) That would be a great show. Is there a New Jersey condiment? Um, No, I wouldn't say. No? There's a New Jersey condiment. Spray tan? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Now you're just falling into some awful trap. Tastes like like fake coconut? Mm, Mm. Maybe. A little bit along the shoreline. (laughs) So we talked about barbecue briefly. And the base to a lot of barbecue sauces and something we do have to taste test is ketchup. So ketchup is the base for most barbecue sauces. Right. And we have, uh, I think, two or three different varieties to try here. I have the name brand. I have Heinz. And we're, I have uh, the Owl House. say the name version. brands? Sure. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if they were paying me, but I'm kind of doubting Heinz is going to be on, I'm going to be on Heinz's radar anytime soon. They have their own issues going on right now. Have you seen that they're, they've been in the news recently? No. Heinz is getting into the mustard market way more than they had before. I mean, I've had their mustard before. They do have mustard, but right. they have ramped up their competition to the yellow mustard scene. Interesting. Yeah. It was just in the news, like... Maybe a week and a half ago. Wait a minute. So they weren't doing yellow mustard before this? They were doing yellow mustard, but it wasn't um, a product that they were pushing residentially mm. um, to like, you know, individual customers in stores. It was... Right. They had like the big tubs. Exactly. Like in Bill Gray's burger uh-huh. joints type thing. So you could have it there, but they weren't really making it available for the average consumer. Right. For human consumption. Right. right. For human consumption. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think we're going to take a break here. We're going to do a quick taste test. And then we'll be back. And after this word from our sponsors, not that there are any sponsors, but it's okay. Someone will have a word. (laughs) 
So we, in the break, took a taste test of the ketchups we had, and we tackled the mustards because it would kind of be a little bit annoying to go back and forth every single ingredient. <laughs> Those kind of go together, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the classic what most people think of as condiments, yeah. ketchup, mustard, and what we'll be doing next, mayonnaise. <laughs> Deep breaths. Um, so we did ketchup. Uh, we did uh, Heinz. And we did the Owl House's ketchup. Um, very different from one another. Completely different. So Heinz is what the 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 ideal regular ketchup is. The as far platonic as I'm form of ketchups, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and I will absolutely. I would say it's very iconic in America. Absolutely, as yeah. a, as a product. Yes. Yeah, and I think most people, it's one of the few things that people can actually pick out of a lineup. Heinz versus other products because sure. it's so what ketchup is to most people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so, American. Yeah, it is American. Except that it's called Heinz. <sighs> Lousy Germans. <laughs> you can't trust them. You never know what they're up to. Um, Didn't the Heinz uh, family almost make it into the White House? I don't know. Is, is that is that a thing? Wasn't one of the? I want to say one of the recent presidential candidates in the last couple elections like isn't what is it carrie's wife somebody's wife yeah isn't john carrie's wife yeah, is part of the sounds, heinz family that sounds right yeah 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 so Wait, that would have been super american right. that's <laughs> <laughs> what a melting pot <laughs> massachusetts the germans that's right so back to ketchup so heinz sweet tangy salty vinegary it's pretty much it's it's great for dipping into french fries which is what we did. We had uh, some fries from the Owl House as well. Yes, thank you, Owl House. You rule. Thank Yay. you, Owl House. Yay, Owl House. They're delicious, those fries. And they are. Um, so it, I think I, I want to start real quick by saying those fries are delicious. And I think they stand on their own mm-hmm. without ketchup. They do. Are you trying to make a fundamental like statement about the definition of condiments right now? Maybe not the definition of condiments, but my personal preference like, if I was having those at the Owl House today, I wouldn't have asked for ketchup or anything to go on them because I thought they were great by themselves. But they're salted. Oh. Very well salted. They were, yes. they As were French salted, should which, I thought was, I, I, which I thought was tastefully salted. Mm. No and I think it's pretty intended. important because a lot of places really don't salt their French fries, which is a crime against all fried potato products. You should stop going to those places. Absolutely. Right. They Over-seasoned. don't know what they're doing. I'm a stickler for salting, and Owl House does it right. <laughs> Yay. After having those, I would agree. Yes. So, like, I didn't really need ketchup. So it, my go-to condiment on a French fry is actually brown gravy. Oh, no. Mm. That's too Canadian. <laughs> We're not going to be friends, like, at oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I mean, poutine's huge right now. And, you know, uh, the poutine girls are doing a great job, Ronnie and Lizzie over there. At Le Poutine Poutine, it's it's an amazing thing. Yeah, Wait, gravy on French well, fries. I'm I'm gathering that Veronica does not think it's an amazing thing. I, you know what? I, with poutine, it's hit or miss. First of all, you have to have not eaten for about two days before you can embark on a poutine <laughs> journey. I have to say, <laughs> um, it's a it's okay in some circumstances, but that your go to condiment is is gravy for fries. Yeah. Like if you, like if you gave me a plate of fries and said, I'm going to force you to choose a condiment for your fries, (laughs) 
it would be a brown gravy in this for, weird scenario. Gun to your head. What condiment <laughs> are you picking? It would be a very weird scenario. Right. But it's very possible. Mm. Absolutely. Stranger things have happened in the in world. The circles of we, in the circles we run in, it's right. pretty much likely to happen at any yeah. time. I'm learning more and more about you all the time. Forced condiments. <laughs> the Rochester underground food scene's pretty vicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So we talked about Heinz, and for for me, ketchup is my go-to French fry condiment. Same. Oh. But it's the only place I like ketchup. Not the same. I like ketchup nowhere else other than on French fries. See, okay, I, I will take ketchup on just about anything, including, really? but not limited to, French fries, cheeseburgers, hot dogs. Wow. You put ketchup on a hot dog. I know. Every I know. Chicagoan would burn wow. you at the stake. I know. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. But I, first of all, hot dogs are like just a, a vehicle for condiments. It's ketchup. It's mustard. Relish. Onions. Just anything. Also, are onions a condiment? Like a condiment boat? I think they can be. Yeah? I mean, in the, in the context of a hot dog, okay. absolutely it's a condiment. Okay, cool. Just wanted to like touch base real quick, yeah. see if I'm on the right track. Yeah. Isn't it a topping? Yeah. Well, isn't a condiment relish inter- a topping? Oh, I think pickles pickles are a condiment. Mm. Now you're just splitting hairs. And well, yeah, that's <laughs> we need. This is where we. Although need Although Chris and I don't have in. any hairs to split, <laughs> we right need now. no, no, it's beard <laughs> hairs. Yeah, we, this is where we need someone to call in, and we need like an at, we need Alton Brown calling in to your show. Oh, so I should get Alton Brown to call in? Yeah, I mean, I talk to him all the time on the phone, so I'm sure <laughs> I could get him to call into my podcast. You should try tweeting him. Oh, jeez, that's yeah, where the magic happens, guys. That's right. Right, he's Twitter not a busy man. He, I'm We're sure all he has tons of time to call in. <laughs> all so, right, so ketchup on everything for you. Just about, yeah. Just about. Ketchup mm-hmm. on French fries Ketchup for me. on French fries, but only on French fries. Yes. And we're talking any ketchup, or we're talking specifically Heinz? I mean, Heinz is my go-to. Yeah? I, I don't like America's best. I don't want any Hunt's bullshit. <laughs> I want Heinz ketchup on my French fries. Really? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk real quick then about the difference between the Heinz and the uh, the Owl House ketchup, because those are very different. Very different. So The Owl House, I would say, was much thicker. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, we talked a little bit about the fact that it was almost getting close to being a barbecue sauce without yeah. some of the smoky molasses, brown sugar type flavors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that it still had some salt to it, but the Heinz was way saltier. Way saltier, way sweeter. Yeah. The, so this Heinz has way more of everything. I think the, the Owl House one played more as real a real tomato product. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Which you know, is cool, sure. I guess. So it's a little bit more acidic. <laughs> right. It had real. It had real tomato flavor, and you know it had some acidity. It had the salt, and it played like a cooked down tomato. So it had a little more depth to it. A little more real food character. Which, if you're looking for that, much better than the Heinz. Sure. If you have that nostalgic taste for Heinz, Alice Ketchup isn't going to do it. Or if you don't go through ketchup enough, you could put Heinz in your fridge and easily have it there for at least five to six years and still have it be edible. <laughs> oh, for sure. I've done that on multiple occasions <laughs> and not a sign of mold on it. No. It will never go bad. I take that as a great sign. Right. Yeah. It's like honey. It will survive the apocalypse. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It'll never Which actually go bad. Which is good because we're going to need ketchup in the apocalypse. We probably will. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen then. <laughs> That'd be so sad. I will. I don't like ketchup on things. We could use it as a preservative. Oh, it's gonna covered be in ketchup? Oh, it sounds like bad meatloaf to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So let's get off of ketchup and let's go to mustard. Yay! Mustard, exactly. Mustard is my favorite of all condiments, I think. I would agree, actually. I, Generally, that is my go-to. Yeah, I think it... it 
at least of the basics. I mean, it, it's my hot dog condiment. It's my hamburger condiment. Sausages. Hamburger condiment? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, for sure. Just like straight Wait. mustard, or do you mix it with mayonnaise? I don't touch mayonnaise. Oh, oh God. God. Oh. <laughs> See, Chris and I are simpatico on the whole mayonnaise thing. Oh, no, that's ketchup and mayonnaise. I'm talking about Mac sauce, guys. I'm talking about McDonald's over here. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, my God, you guys. I feel like such a Philistine right now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that also like basically? Isn't that sauce McDonald's special or secret sauce, whatever they call it? Isn't that basically Thousand Island dressing? Ish, yeah. I think they season it with a uh, relish too. Gotcha. Okay. There I think there's sweet relish in there. Okay. Well, it, let's get back on track here. The point is that you put well, mustard on your hamburger. Mustard and dill pickles. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's oh, just yeah. that's just so wrong. It's you put ketchup on your cheeseburger, but you won't put mustard. Yes. Like not even together. No. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. I'm not picky. <laughs> Wait a sec. I want. I. I'm gonna derail this entire conversation. Do I it. think you should. All right. You're here from New Jersey. You got here when? Uh, December. December first. Oh wow. Wait. Yeah. December first. So wait. So Can it's I been just, like seven months. Disclaimer, real quick. Um, the views expressed in this podcast are not at all uh, symbolic of the views of New Jerseyans as a whole. They are. They are my views and mine alone. <laughs> and I am not representative of anyone of any particular culture. Or Thank a, you. Italians. I'm not Italian. Isn't, well, I thought that's what everyone in New Jersey was. Yeah, shows yeah. what you know. Right, <laughs> and you don't speak for Chris Christie. No, I do okay. not. Well, I'm glad we I'm glad we straightened that out. There you go. Okay, now you can ask me whatever you want to ask. <laughs> I actually forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys earlier I forget stuff. I need to make. Okay, I need well to then, take well notes. then, take so us I, to school about why mustard is cool in Rochester or why it's important in Rochester or what. Oh, it means. right. So French is mustard, which is probably the most iconic. Mustard in America? I think so. No disagreements around yes, the time? Yes, absolutely. Cool. French is. So actually started in Fairport. Oh. Interesting. So two brothers, the French brothers, um, <laughs> set up shop, I believe it was 1833, in Fairport in a flour mill. And a year later, it burned down, oh. which is incredibly unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But as a result, they moved um, their entire operations to downtown Rochester, Mustard Street. Um, and French's mustard was born. So they actually presented the first yellow mustard and i i don't entirely know the background behind this and i don't even like that it exists but it was creamy salad mustard what huh. yeah that's actually the what is that's that? the origin that's what we eat creamy salad mustard yeah that's what the that origin exactly? of mustard the what we know as yellow mustard huh that's what they came up with and they presented it at the 1904 st louis world's fair and after that, it became like huge everywhere, and they started serving it on hot dogs. That's where it was really like first presented. Sure, and people loved it. And since then, the company's been sold like a million times. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure why, but it keeps changing hands over and over and over and over. But it's still obviously a part of American culture. I think a huge part of American culture. Totally. And Rochester is to thank for that. Huh. Which I think awesome. is pretty cool. That Rochester connection, I keep learning about. We're connected Fantastic. everywhere. More yeah. and more. And yeah. it's apparently French's mustard is delicious on Kodak film. <laughs> it might be. It's, yeah. the, it's yellow. <laughs> right. But so what I was going to, where I was going to take that, I know exactly where I was going to go with that before, is you've been here a short time. You've had a plate? Yeah, no, I have not. You haven't had a garbage plate? No, oh, I boy. Haven't. No, I know, which is why um, when we come back and do uh, food challenges, I'm, I'm coming. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, think garbage plates are the easy one. Yeah, we might need to just unplug right now and go to Tahoe's. But every oh, single restaurant slash food truck has their own version of the garbage plate, which, totally is, do. which is crazy. It yeah. is crazy. There's and easily over 50 different versions of the plate in Rochester. Yeah, for you, sure. You, and I believe everyone listening and everyone everywhere needs to have the Tahoe's plate. Okay. Because... I've heard crazy things about that place, man. <laughs> I mean, it is a crazy place. <laughs> I mean, it's in, it's in a it's in a city location. It is a complete dive. Yeah. Uh, between that and uh, the, of course, there's a family spinoff, just mm-hmm. like every city thing. Sure. So there's, uh, you know, Nick Tahoe's and Steve T's over on Lyle Ave. Right. And that's Steve Tahoe. Right. So family split, same basic thing. Okay. Sure. But. Both of them are abominations of food. They're <laughs> super greasy. There's no, there's no goodness in them except for the fact that they are just a grease bomb. And you are not selling this very well. Oh, I don't. I don't like them. <laughs> I, I don't like them. I'm, I'm. I'm from Buffalo. I don't have this amazing affinity for them. Okay, but it's You're something you should still like do. Them. Okay, it's something you should still do because it is hearing. the Rochester plate. Mm-hmm. And it's greasy meat sauce and. Greasy burgers on top of oh, Mac yeah. salad and home fries. Yum. Right? I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do have to say, I leave the Mac salad off because mayo. Right, because mayo. Right. He goes for baked beans or double home fries. Absolutely. Yeah, either way. Yep. You guys could be speaking another language right now. I wouldn't know it. The Mac salad? Yeah. Oh, d- like macaroni salad? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like cold? We, yeah, we uh-huh. just abbreviate it. What is happening? Cold you macaroni, don't have salad. Salad. macaroni salad doing in New up Jersey? Here. Uh-huh. No, we have macaroni salad, but we just probably wouldn't put it on a plate touching a bunch of other With things. With hot home oh, fries? Oh, no, you mix it all in, and you have the grease dripping. The grease should drip over like the edge of the plate. Oh, yeah. So just to reference the 585 magazine that I read last night, 3,500 calories, 200 grams of fat per that's, plate. That's not that much. So this is like on a Sunday morning... When you've imbibed a lot of alcohol the night before? You, no, no. This is like Sunday morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. Right. This, this is the, it's the, it's the it's perfect drunk food, essentially. Okay. I mean, historically, Nick Tahoe's, the original Nick Tahoe's lo- lo- location, which is still there on Main Street, it's the same spot, um, you know, it would be 1 o'clock in the morning and people would be drunk and there would be nefarious things around and there would be a veritable mix of individuals maybe a prostitute and maybe a drunk frat kid at the next table and maybe a drug dealer at the next table and all of these cultures came together over this really fantastic food they right. should put that on the sign <laughs> or they should make that <laughs> into fit, a commercial sign that's a lot that of would sell it be for a big me. sign right, garbage plate of- the food of prostitutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you got to go where the people are right 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 mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where that's where the people are. Sure, oh, at least the colorful people. Um, so after a while, there started to be some sort of problems down in that area. So the city of Rochester said, "Hey, you guys need to close up a little bit earlier because problems." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they've extended those hours since then because um, that area is really starting to, I think, clean itself up and establish itself, and um, I think do a bit better. Yeah, with, they, uh, it's basically edge of the wedge at this point. So it's yeah, yeah edge of the wedge swell, but it's kind of yeah. all bleeding over now. Yeah, but we'll talk about city revitalization another time. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that's a diff- different podcast. So let's tackle the mustards. So again, we had 
um, two different commercial mustards and we had an Owl House mustard. And they all kind of fell in the same general general vein. Uh, French's, again, is the French's yellow mustard is kind of the, again, my bright ideal of mustard. Vinegary. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Vinegary, salty, a touch of that mustard spiciness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I like it so much on a hot dog. I love salty, vinegary things. Mm. And I think it cuts through the, you know, the richness of a hot dog or a hamburger, that greasiness. And it doesn't, I don't think it muddles it. I think it brings the beef out or the hot dog out a little bit. That's yeah. why I like pickles a lot too. <laughs> it's good. So, but that's the yellow mustard and we all tried it and it's, it's good regular yellow mustard. Yeah. Picture mustard. That's what it is. Exactly. I, I did say up at the top that I'm pretty basic. So I have to say that French's is my favorite. I mean, I know we sampled a couple others that are more varied in their, in their flavors, but French's for life. Yep. But I have tried other, like right now I currently have like Annie's all organic yellow mustard, like that I got at Lori's Natural Foods. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Like it tastes almost identical to French's. But yeah, I'm like, brand loyal and Rochester. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, again, every once in a while I'll go into a store and I'll forget what it is that I was going for or that I liked last time. But I also like to try something new each time I go. Um, actually I have a guy that I used to work with a buddy who had this project every time he went into Wagmans he would grab something that he had never heard of before or couldn't pronounce and it was all brand new so each time he got introduced to a brand new food stuff uh, and I started doing it it's a lot of fun um, but again way too adventurous for my taste it's super adventurous and it's also very easy to um, lose track of what it is you tried last time <laughs> You got to write these things down, Chris. Smartphones are great for that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I keep like an Evernote of, I tried that last time and it wasn't good. Yeah, so you don't try that again when you forget what it was. Because that does happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you also forget whether or not you liked it? Oh, absolutely. So we could try mayonnaise and you could have just like completely... No, forgotten. I think for that, I think we're going to need one of those men in black, like mind eraser <laughs> little things mm. that, yeah, just like completely take me out. Okay. <laughs> like, like in Arrested Development, didn't you have the forget me not pill? I didn't realize you were so deeply scarred. I don't know why. Just a damaged, I don't know damaged what it man. is with mayonnaise. It's uh, honestly, I think it goes back to Max Salad because I think that's what we started talking about back in January. Absolutely. Is that it was Max Salad. You, you like you picture going to this summertime july 4th picnic and you've got this great spread of food and you've got like that green plastic bowl that someone put like their mac salad in that they brought and it's been sitting there in the sun with the flies going around it and like that's what i picture like mayonnaise i know the scene you're trying to set but like my heart is fluttering with the nostalgia of the moment that you just created you're you're loving everything i just laid out everything about that is just like totally my childhood was awesome yeah yeah my childhood was very awesome, and I like I would I wouldn't say that my heart is a flutter for that scene, um, but I love the scene except for the like mayonnaise at the end of the table that I yeah. just had to like completely steer away. Well, from. I don't understand why mayonnaise is non-perishable, but it is. So I think that's kind of disturbing in of its own right. Huh. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Let's finish up mustard, then we're going to do a mayonnaise. All taste right, we'll test. stop derailing. Yes. So we tried a whole grain mustard, whole grain Dijon. Whole grain Dijon. Which had a little bit of that, you know, whiny characteristic. It did. But, but still mustard. Yeah, a little bit vinegary. Yeah. But it had, so it had the brown and the yellow seeds. Yep, and they popped a little bit when you bit into them. Yeah, it I, does. I, it I does like provide a texture. They were, it was uh, sweeter than a lot of other ones that I've had, though. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely had its sweetness, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a honey mustard, which. Well, sometimes you get those um, organic whole grain mustards and they're just mustard seeds that just have no flavor whatsoever and they're mm. just crunchy and weird. I don't know. Vegans like them. That's the original mustard. Yeah. The original mustard was really just a powder. It was all of these seeds ground up and they would just like sprinkle this powder. Well, hmm. they didn't know what they were doing. No, they didn't. No. Well, that's why Romans don't exist anymore. <laughs> right. And the French took over and French's took over. Exactly. Oh, wow. Oh, boo. <laughs> um, and the last one we tried was the... Uh, uh, a mustard that Maddie made for us over at the Owl House, and it's kind of, it kind of tastes like a cross between the two. Um, it's yeah. it's more yellow. It has a lot of the characteristics of uh, the yellow mustard, a little less vinegary, a little more sweet balanced. It was missing some spice for me. Yeah, um, I I felt like there's a bite to French's classic yellow mustard that I really look forward to. Yeah, that's um, why it's so good on hot dogs, though, because it punches it up. Totally, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. especially a white hot dog. T- what? Ooh. We're not derailing the conversation. Remember, we're all staying right. on track. We'll do. <laughs> all right, let's finish that, and we need to talk about white hots for a second. But yellow mustard from the outhouse, I liked it. It was balanced. As if you take it away from what I love as mustard, it's actually really good sauce and a good condiment. Sure, it just doesn't tackle that super sharp mustard ideal right yeah that you have locked in your brain Mm -hmm. so if you can separate it i think it's really good and it'll work well on a hamburger or whatever but yeah so i think there's probably something to be said for that so if i'm at like we painted that scene of july 4th picnic totally like there's like i was very much raised on i guess like the the typical blue collar american family where we had those things we had hot dogs we had french's like our picnics were very simple and classic and iconic um so if i went to a picnic where i had like a zweigel's white like pop open and there was only like gray poupon like that would infuriate me oh absolutely like so i think the condiment probably needs to very much match the situation so that whole grain mustard that we had i think would be really good at like like cure with like a handmade sausage mm-hmm. where all of those things are really going together. Mm. I would almost feel bad putting French's on like a sausage that someone had just made in the back from like veal and pork and all of these hand ground, really great things. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you in general. Although I've had, I have had that mustard on his waggles, that whole grain. Yeah. That's good shit right there. That's really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally wrong. Oh yeah. All right. It was a good theory though. I mean, it, it, you're you're not wrong. It's 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 again, all these things it's are just my opinion is wrong. Yeah, it's all <laughs> <laughs> it's all subjective, of course. Mm. And so did you make that noise before because you haven't had a white hot yet? No. Have not had a white hot. What is a white hot and <sighs> what is wrong with you people? Oh what God. is wrong with you being in Rochester and not knowing all of these fantastic things we've got. I don't know, guys. It's I been a long know. six months. We're going to make you a list. I thought I was branching I've out of my comfort zone, but I was so wrong. Oh, my gosh. White hot dogs. Yeah. Zweigels. And really, what can, can we probably please we, tell we me have what to talk a white about. hot dog is? Okay, so a lot of places, hot dogs are, I don't know, pinkish. That's the typical color of a hot dog. Yeah. Right? I so, thought that's what it was. <laughs> I don't no, know anything anymore. Not, not in Rochester. So our, so we have two different hot dogs. They're both made by Zweigel's, which is the Rochester hot dog. So there's the red hot, which is very similar to a traditional hot dog. It's a 
Absolutely. Um, Classic pork hot dog. Right. It's not it's not beef. No, it's not beef. It's it's which you probably are used to all beef hot being, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably totally a Jersey Shore thing. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't exist here really. Nobody serves all beef hot dogs. Yeah. Okay. Um all well, of our actually, hot dogs. Buffalo Salins are pork. Don't they have a beef? I don't think Salins does. All right, so the closest we have to get for what about upstate people New York who keep kosher, is, they're just not allowed to have hot dogs? Yeah, they, they go to they buy uh uh, you know the the package stuff. Yeah, and Wegmans. Okay. Maybe. All right. We oh, yeah. So it's safe to say that when we say that is a Rochester thing that was invented here, and I think it's celebrated by people from Rochester. But certainly, all those things are available. Okay. Sure, but um, a white hot is what a, a veal pork mix, I believe. Right. White in color, and it's a little differently spiced than a regular hot dog. So it, I think it's a it's a little more subtle, and. It's my preference. I, I love them. They're great. So knowing nothing else except what you just told me, it would be really hard for me to eat that. I'd have to I'd have to try really hard to get past like what my idea of a hot dog is. Oh, and, absolutely. And reconcile that with what I'm holding. Can we? What if we called it a sausage? Um, is it white? Oh, it's, it's definitely white. It's no, very white. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, call it's, it whatever you want. Uh, porker. No. Because that is the nickname for a white hot dog at Rochester. It's still white. What pork have How you ever seen about, look white? So there's um How do they get it white? Do they bleach it? I don't ask questions about where my hot dog is. You're right. That's, well, a very, actually, <laughs> that's a very good point. Actually, I think so. I mean, pork and veal naturally are already very white. Depending on the cuts, yes. Okay. So I think the red hot dog is actually the one with all the coloring in it. But it's like a feedback loop because it's what I expect the hot dog to look like. So they make the hot dog look like that. Surprise. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So we've discovered that Veronica doesn't know anything about garbage plates or white hots. So we're we're making an important list here that we need to get her on quickly. Um, Writing it down. (laughs) We're going to take another break and we're going to taste mayonnaise. I don't know what you mean by we. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to taste mayonnaise, and I think we might try a couple uh, couple hot sauces, too. And then we'll... Hot sauces, and I think we've got a couple Asian condiments as well. We might do salsa, and then we'll finish up. So another break, and we'll be back. <laughs> And we're back. We came up with a brilliant idea while we were over at the taste table. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so we've covered the fact that Chris hates mayonnaise, and we have four what are essentially mayonnaise-like sauces over here. Chris, you want to go grab the French fries or pretzels or something? No. I think you have to. I got them for you, Chris. Don't you worry. <laughs> so what we've got is a commercial mayonnaise, which I got from the Wegmans sub-counter because I didn't want to buy a whole jar of mayonnaise. We've got a... Which deep- I have to say I take real issue with. I think that in a, in a real taste test with mayonnaise, you need a Hellman's. Hellman's real Hellman's mayonnaise? would get the fuck out is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Can I curse on this podcast? I, I think you already have, Hellman's and I think I'm good with it. <laughs> 
I'm not going back and putting is a beep a clean, in there. Is there a clean version? Oh, Christ, no. No, I'm not going back and doing clean versions. So we've got a vegan version from the Owl House. We've got a blue cheese dressing from the Owl House and a tartar sauce from the Owl House. And these are all creamy dressings. So I, I, to be fair to the Owl House, to whoever from the Owl House is listening, like it's already starting off bad for me. Right. Like That's not a representation on anything that the Owl House has made. I like their food. Yes. I think we're good with this. I don't think Who's Maddie or the, the Owl House at large is going to take Who's we offense. good with this? We, as the food community of Rochester, <laughs> that I'm speaking for directly. So Stop uh, stalling. Let's do this. Taste test. So Chris is going to start with the... I'm going to take a picture and narrate as you as you go. This yeah. is... I don't, I don't know if like you guys really understand how awful this is. I definitely don't, but I'm having fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which one of these torture devices is which? So I think you should start with the Wegmans mayonnaise, which is the small clear container. On your far left. Small clear ramekin? I would call it a small clear ramekin, yes. I almost feel bad for you. What is that? That is not... That is a... But is it like you have nothing? to go with you have to dip at least the tip or it doesn't count. <laughs> I thought we said this was a clean show. <laughs> Come on, guys. There's a lady present. Oh. Oh, oh dear God. This is awful. <laughs> is that enough I, I to think, shut you both up? I think it's barely enough. Yes. Wait, how much of that fry do you plan on eating? Is that oh, does that matter? Yes. The whole fry? Well, you got to have a good like so mayonnaise the, to fry about the ratio. ratio. Yeah. All right. So, how much of this fry do I have to eat? To the then bend. To th- yeah. No. No more than half. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being too specific for you? Okay. So, tell us what you hate about it. <laughs> uh, the texture. I have no use for. It's so, it, like it's the why, same why texture as every cream? single condiment. I don't understand you, Chris. Is it? I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I understand myself really. I've for thirty six years. I've been trying to figure myself out. Is it the vinegar? Is it? The it's eggs? definitely too vinegary for me. Um, like I said, like my go to on a fry is brown gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what it comes down to is the like gaggy texture of. Like mayonnaise, like I said before, like I just look like at this bowl of warm max salad. It's just disgusting. It's on your like, head, man. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> There's probably like anti-mayo medication I could take and maybe I could get past it. Yeah, big mayo makes it, I'm pretty sure. Rooting for you. Yeah. I have, I, so I ate this and I did not gag. I did not die. I have no use for this ever again in my life. I will say, as a mayonnaise fan, as a proponent of mayonnaise, you, you know, I ha- I also have no use for the Wegman sub mayonnaise. Gotcha. It's a all cheap right. knockoff. Right, your Hellman's real mayonnaise all it's day. It's a Hunter's in a in a world of Heinz. Is it fair Ooh. to say that the Hellman's is the French's mustard of mayo and the Heinz ketchup of mayo? Like it is the American icon. I- I'll take you. I'll take you a step further, and I'll say that you can't replicate Hellman's mayonnaise. You just can't do it. Huh. A company has yet to do it. I think that you can probably replicate a yellow mustard, but not a mayonnaise. Yeah, e- east of the Mississippi, it's Hellman's. West of the Mississippi, it's a whole other brand name, but it's the same thing. Right, and miracle what people should just know. No. Go away. I'm pretty sure the technical term is dying a fire, I think <laughs> is what you're hunting for. 
<laughs> Your words, not mine. Oh, okay. Just just making sure. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on. Chris is going to try the vegan mayonnaise from the Owl House next. That's this, Do you uh, need a palate cleanser? That's this next one. I, I don't know if it's even going to help. Oh, yeah. No, no. See, that doesn't even taste like mayonnaise. You're going to have fun with that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know about f- I don't know about fun. Loose definition of the word, perhaps. Right. I'm just trying to fill the dead air it's here, a okay? It's subjective. <laughs> that, is that enough? Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I figured that was about the same ratio that I had with the last. It's a strong ratio. You're catching on. Horrid. All right. Okay. Um, oh, it's totally different. It's way more vinegary, mm-hmm. um, but it's still creamy. I'm sorry, Owl House. I can't do it. I have no use for it. So personally, I liked it a lot. I liked it better than the other mayonnaise. So can I I ask you, what do you put on like a turkey sandwich? You have no use for it. What do you put then on a... Mustard? Cranberry? No, 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 no. no. I'm not talking sliced turkey breast. I'm talking like deli, boar's head, turkey. Mustard? Yeah, probably mustard. Really? Yeah, yeah, yellow mustard. I don't mind like a... I'll, yeah, I'll go some, for a pesto. With, uh, some white onion. I'll maybe do like mayo and mustard, but mayo's my base, totally. Yeah. I'd do a pesto dressing okay. sometimes. That's pretty good. Okay. But I'd go mustard before anything What about else. subs? Do you guys eat subs out here? Mustard. Or Ew. oil. Or oil. Both. Sometimes both, um, but mustard it wouldn't be mayo. It would be, oh, yeah. it would be... Yeah, it would be mustard and... All right, no, let's I don't know if I've done oil and mustard. So it's another one to put on your list is Debella's subs. Yeah, no wait. Which is I've kind of the this. Rochester kind of the Rochester sub go to. Debella's. So while she's writing, Chris is going to go into the blue cheese dressing. <laughs> so do you have a problem with blue cheese as well? I do. I just don't have a use this for it. This is absolutely I'll, psychosexual like in nature. My <laughs> it has to be. Not the first person to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I've been teased about that in the past. Yeah. That's fine. Again, I've said it before on this podcast. I've got a thick skin. Yeah. So this is this um, is this is a nice chunky I've and never, smooth dressing. Mm. I've never understood the need for blue cheese dressing on a chicken wing. Yeah, not my thing either. It cools yeah. the hot. What are you talking about? Right. But why do you want to cool the hot? Why oh, okay, cool the hot? See. I am different. <laughs> you want to cool I, the hot? I want to. I want something to offset the hot. I want to taste the hot, but I don't want to be burned by the heat. Why don't you just get like a milder sauce? Because it's. It's not the same to just get a milder sauce, and you're not getting the full experience. Depend depends on where you're getting it. Some places it is the same sauce, just lots more of it. Some sure. places they do use Stop different. Stop it! You're kidding me. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so cheap. Oh yeah, super cheap. I feel lied to. Cheated. You should. All right, let's stop stalling. Yeah, blue cheese dressing. Blue man. cheese. I thought we were talking about something else. No, what about on about salads? Would you eat blue cheese on salad? No, it's mm, a good okay. salad dressing. Oh, can we no. talk about ranch as a possible condiment? We definitely will talk about ranch. Okay. Well, we can talk about ranch while he's eating his blue cheese. Yeah, let's yeah, do feel that. Feel free to talk about whatever. So ranch is like the cover up my generic creamy sounds. condiment of the entire United States, especially yes. the Midwest. Absolutely. Don't like it. So have you ever had it on your pizza? Are there chunks in this? Yes. Yeah, of course Bl- there are. The blue cheese. It's cheese. It's real blue cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this, is a, this is a gourmet product here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do prefer for, blue for, cheese I'm over sorry. ranch. For those of you who are listening, you cannot see the faces that Chris is making, but they're awesome. <laughs> awesome, like like what, awesome what for you would me. Expect for someone to like be tortured. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like disgusted. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've definitely, um, I've definitely dabbled in in the ranch condiment area. 
I mean, it was my go-to salad dressing for a long time. Yeah. Um, no, too thick is a salad dressing. Way it too thick. It overpowers everything. Especially if you're using good, like, salad ingredients. Yeah. You don't want it to overpower it. You don't it. want to cover it up. <laughs> I just can't help but How laugh. How you doing over there? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> That's awful. All right. Obviously, everyone knows how much I hate mayonnaise. I lived through the first two, and it wasn't horrible. That's disgusting. What don't you like about it? Articulate it. Uh, I don't know. Let me try it again. <laughs> I'm gonna I appreciate go. all your subjecting First of all, it's yourself. Very cottage to. cheese uh, like texture, which I actually like cottage cheese. Yeah, uh-huh. I do too. I do like cottage cheese. Yeah, it is um, a cheese product. Is this, is this sour? Yeah, it's I mean, a little bit sour. Yeah, it's got a little sour to it, sure. It's like a sour, stinky cheese. Yeah, I'm going to do some, a second taste myself. And sometimes I like um, a stinky cheese. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm okay with that. Um, what about goat cheese? Oh some goat cheeses. Okay. And it also depends on the presentation, I think. Like, I don't know if I would ever just take a chunk of goat cheese and eat it. Mm. Uh, but, like, sprinkle over a salad or, like, uh, like on a grilled roast beef sandwich or something. Okay. I think goat cheese has, has a great presentation. But this, blue cheese. This is... No dice. So once you get past the texture, what do you find so awful about it? This is quickly becoming like Chris taste tests, and we yeah, we, don't <laughs> we ask him questions. Nobody nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> I think it's so much more fun because you don't like it. This is hilarious for me. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Dude, come on over and do this podcast where we torture you for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's like it's this sour, soury milk like mm-hmm. flavor. Isn't that what cheese is exactly? Like exactly? Yeah, probably some cheeses. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just tried it again. It's a really good blue cheese dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to oh, go again again. It, maybe as far as blue cheeses go, it's probably really good. Yeah, because it, it, like, it tastes like real blue cheese, but not too much. So what does that much. mean like when I order chicken wings and they give me like that little to-go can- container where you have to like peel off the tin foil? Uh-huh. Like, is that just horrible then? Oh, yeah. It's, it's basically mayonnaise with a touch of blue cheese in it. Ugh. It's basically blue cheese mayonnaise. Really? Yeah, because it's soybean oil and other stuff like that. It's basically blue cheese mayonnaise. I, I never thought do. about it like that, but you just made me blue- like blue cheese even more. <laughs> <laughs> if that was even possible. We're heading to other ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chris has got one more creamy dressing to taste before we switch over to... Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> before we go Fine. taste our, our Mexican sauces and a couple hot sauces. I'm being a really good sport. This is like this. fear well factor. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'll get bugs next time. Ew. Mm. I draw the line of bugs. Are you serious? I can try. Dude, I would have eaten bugs way <laughs> quicker over mayonnaise. I'll, I'll try to get bugs next time. Except like a silver fish. Not, no, we're not eating yeah. silver no, fish. No, I mean like an, like an edible bug. No, one of the restaurants serves crickets right. here, and they're delicious. Right. Yeah. No, I would totally do that over mayonnaise. Yeah. Next time. So Chris is going to try... What is this? It's it, orange. Tartar sauce. tartar sauce. Which people put on fish. They do put on fish. Yeah, which why I've never that? understood why. I have no idea why either. doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with the fish? Right. It's fine how it is. Yeah. Well, if you put it on like a battered fish, I guess... Maybe it's the same as like putting either. ranch on a like a fried chicken finger right. or something. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't that know. sounds bad too. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. I'd rather put lemon on it. Just lemon, Agreed. salt, and pepper and just enjoy it. Here we go. Deep breath. Tartar sauce. What's in So, does everyone know what's in tartar sauce? 
It's a creamy dressing with relish, like lemon and, and relish, and some other stuff. What's the creamy dressing part? Basically, mayonnaise. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the mayonnaise show. <laughs> oh, are you holding your rib right now? Yeah, don't make me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. These are getting worse. <laughs> These are. Uh, did you line them up like that on purpose? No, I'm surprised. I thought you'd actually hate the regular mayonnaise the most because it's so mayonnaise-y. But it's very bland co- yeah. in comparison to the rest of what I've had on this table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so bland like was easier for me to take because it essentially was a texture thing. Yeah. And now we've got all sorts of spices and other other shit in there making it even more unbearable. <laughs> I need to try the tartar sauce now. Yeah, feel, yeah you I, can I, have that whole thing if you'd like. I'll take it. It's another one I thought was actually pretty good. It was It was a little brighter. Mm. Um, it's, uh, I'm, thank I'm not, God for Virgil's root beer. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of tartar sauce in general, but compared to most, I, I like that one more than most. Mm. Not a fan. Not for you? Nope. So that is the first time I've ever had tartar sauce. Yeah. That is the first time I have ever had blue cheese. What? Wow. Yeah. Look at this. Because I look at it and I go, why would you eat that? Yeah. What about that is appetizing? That's a fair point. Yeah, you, like if someone had put it on my plate and said, like, oh, you should eat that, why? Well, the, the answer is because your friends pod. are making you <laughs> on a podcast. Do it for the podcast. That's the answer. Do it for the podcast. Right. Well, I did. All right. I hope you're all happy. And proud of you. I hope the Food About Town listeners are all happy. I'm sure they're going to be thrilled. Yeah. So we're going to go do some salsa and hot sauce tastings. Oh, God, and, I can't wait. And we'll be back. back for the final round so i think my mouth is still burning a little bit yeah definitely good so let's start with salsas we did the wegman's mild salsa which is decent white people salsa american salsa right yes i um, like it and actually i use that on a hot dog i yeah. use that on my eggs yeah eggs? it's pretty mm. yeah one time i used it camping on pasta it was all we had to go on. Roughing it. Did you warm it up? It was roughing it. So it was like uh, tomato sauce? It did. It was a little bit like tomato sauce. It was a mild, so it wasn't super, um, you know, spicy or seasoned or anything. It, when you're camping and you've been hiking all day, like anything's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you put Velveeta cheese on it too? No, we didn't. White trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about cheese another day. Oh, cheese. Not blue cheese. Mm. Yeah, we established that. I love funky blue cheese. Ew. So no, good. it actually is really great. So Wegman salsa, generic, regular mild salsa. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it does the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we went on to three different salsas from Itacate in Penfield. Um, go. Yes, definitely go. And as I mentioned before, it is Rochester's best Mexican restaurant and one of the few actual Mexican restaurants. 
not Mexican American. Right. So you um, can't get a hard taco. No hard tacos. No cheddar cheese. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, I so hard tacos are not Mexican food. No, we okay. made those up. <laughs> oh, you guys did. You well, too. We Americans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably no, I not. Can't, I I will admit to liking hard tacos, uh, but I can't say that I made them up. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, eat that at all. <laughs> so we tried a uh, a mild tomato salsa, which was. Nice, refreshing. Really good. Super refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cilantro and everything that's in there really comes out as a fresh salsa. Very light. It was a little thin, but otherwise great. Yep. Um, Salsa Verde, which... So real quick, before we go further, I'm not sure that I know exactly what is in a Verde salsa. Sure. I know I've had it, and I know that I like it, and I know that I enjoy it. Right. But I'm not sure that I know the difference between a red salsa and a Verde salsa. So typically, the base of a Verde salsa is a tomatillo instead of a tomato. Okay. So a tomatillo is a small tomato-looking fruit that comes in a, almost like a lantern-like paper wrapper. That's how it grows on the plant. Huh. You peel that off. You roast it. So in this one, it had roasted tomatillos. Uh, then it'll have like usually like a green chili in there as well. Okay. Green chili, uh, onions, uh, lime, and that's usually the base. Sometimes I'll have garlic and uh, cilantro. But that those are like the general key ingredients for a salsa verde. Do you guys know Spanish? No. Is verde green? Yes. It is. It is. Yes. You do know Spanish a little bit. I, I know verde. Yes. <laughs> It's like what you learn in, in elementary school. Oh, I, I went to a I went to a different elementary school, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like basic Spanish. I, I took French, but ver is V E R T is green, so it's kind of kind of the same thing. All right. Tomato tomatia. Tom tomatia. <laughs> so here's my question. Yes. When do you use a verde salsa instead of just a straight up regular salsa? It kind of depends on the seasoning of the meat. So for me, I like verde on, I like it on pork a lot more. I think red salsas tend to go better on beef. Um, except for in the case of beef tongue, in which case salsa verde is my go-to all day, every day. Okay. Does Itacate have beef tongue? They do. They do? I had a beef tongue burrito yesterday <laughs> when I picked up the salsas. Oh. So um, can I tell you guys a quick story? Oh, please. So yeah. I moved here from the Bronx. And uh, when I lived in the Bronx, I was just coming off my, my Jersey experience. I was a little uncultured. And my first taco stand that I went to, I, I went up to the guy and I, and I ordered a taco. And he said, what kind of meat do you want? And I said, taco meat. <laughs> I want taco meat. This is a girl who's done nothing but go to Taco Bell her whole life and didn't know that there were various meats that you could put uh, you inside could of a taco. whatever you want in there. Yep. So there you go. Nicely done. Thank you. What so, did you get then? Um, then yeah, I got a beef taco. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because that's that's like what I thought of. As <coughs> did he, he help you through it? Was he, he supportive did, he and helpful? He was so nice. He was so nice to me because after he got over the initial shock that I was not messing with him <laughs> and that I really had no idea this little white girl in the Bronx ordering from an authentic taco truck. Yeah, he was he was really nice. Nice. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good experience. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> it could have gone bad. I'll take a, I'll take a number eight. <laughs> Mexican food is a great one. Do you to have explore. any gorditas? Here? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Where are your chalupas on the menu? What are those cinnamon uh, twist things they had? What are those called? Chimichangas? 
No, um, yeah, it, was like um, a, it was almost like a dessert. They were like a churros. Puffed. Churros. Oh, I love was churros. It? I mean, churros is actually a real Mexican thing. They might not have called it a churro. They served yeah, them at ice rinks for some reason. Oh, churros are delicious. What is that about? Re- real churros are, are fantastic. You cinnamon sugar wrapped around fried dough, basically. Right. No complaint there. Preach. So good. Chocolate sauce. Mm. Mm, it's the way to go. Good stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, salsa verde. We tackled. It was right. delicious. I really enjoyed it. Agreed. Last one was a habanero hot salsa. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed the flavor. It was spicy. Very hot. And it crept up on you, too. Like, you take it, take a bite. Oh, it's okay. But it just burns up real surprise. slow. Yeah. A little bit of a surprise. Good stuff. Solid seven or eight on the spicy scale. I will say that it didn't last um, too long. Yeah. Like, I, was, I, don't, I didn't feel tortured. I'm probably still a little warm, maybe, but I didn't like, like, I've had some hot sauces in the past where I was tortured for hours, like, afterward. My nose is still running. And then, so. yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely still warm. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm not worried about tomorrow. Right. After eating that. Right. <laughs> and I think that's a good balance for a hot salsa. Sure. Um, so, all in all, salsas, we're all for salsa. Right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Good on salsa. Yeah. Salsa's great. For a long time, salsa was America's number one condiment. Really? Until recently, when mayonnaise passed it. Come <laughs> on. Come on, America. It's oh, crazy. I'm so happy to know that. It, it was a surprising fact for a long time, salsa was the number one. So and I think it was the last, that? recently, I just looked at a, I think it was a Business Week article in preparation for today, <laughs> uh, where they said that mayonnaise had recently taken taking that spot from salsa is this like a poll that they do or are they going on sales going on sales from grocery stores that's even better yeah all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and wrap my head around this i think at least in the circles that i run in on the social media webs (laughs) people seem to be doing more farmer's market type stuff Mm -hmm. and food collectives i think they're making their own salsa i think you're using your own confirmation bias (laughs) i'm I'm okay with that <laughs> for the purposes of me being able to sleep tonight. Okay. And still having faith in the American people. Yeah. It is a pretty horrifying concept, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go buy all of the salsa at all of the Wegmans. <laughs> Just to <laughs> Try skew. to run up sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a long drive to Virginia to get salsa. Yeah, but that's true. But right. it might be worth it if we're skewing. I mean, if I have the ability to skew the statistics of the entire country. But yeah. why would you do that? That's pretty impressive. You're living a lie. But I would be swimming in salsa. <laughs> <laughs> so good for the skin. <laughs> so on that note, we'll switch over to, we tried a couple hot sauces. Now we didn't try a whole variety. This isn't a hot sauce taste test. Uh, but I had uh, a hot sauce I got from uh, a local business, uh, Pepper Nuts. You can find them at uh, peppernutsnutz.com. And it was their uh, scorned woman hot sauce, which is a pretty spicy sauce, uh, smoky. Use it sparingly to you know spice a whole dish. Um, I, I, I like that one. I found it pretty tasty. I'm not a fan of hot sauce. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, not a huge fan. I just I just don't feel like there's a whole lot of taste, and it's more just about like the heat and the spice. So. It's probably important to discuss what hot sauce is then. Sure. Yeah, because hot sauce is a lot of different things for a lot of different regions and a lot of different people. So b- if you take it back to the garbage plate, which keeps creeping into this conversation, that's a completely different hot sauce than like what we just had. Oh, absolutely. So um, what I'm referring to as hot sauce is a pepper-based sauce. Um, 
most often vinegar, but we tried a couple different pepper sauces. Um, one was a vinegar sauce. One was a Korean pepper sauce. Uh, that I have Syrah. Yeah, the paste. I've, yeah, gochujang. Uh, super, super tasty. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes, uh, if you ever eat Korean food and you have a bibimbap, that's the uh, red pepper sauce that you'll put on there is a gochujang-based sauce. Um, fermented chili paste. Um, we had a vinegar sauce. We had that. Uh, sriracha we had on the table. We didn't need to taste that because we all know what sriracha tastes mm. like. So good. Yeah, it's delicious. Again, I don't see the point. Really? Not, not a, even sriracha? It's not that I'm not a fan. I just, I could do without it. Hmm. See, that's one. See, I love those flavorful sauces like sriracha, that chili garlic taste. But I also like a little heat. Like yeah. if I go and get like a noodle bowl, like I like to throw in a little bit of heat and the sriracha does well for that. With, with the rare exception of buffalo wings, I'm going to say that I've never eaten anything and said, you know, this would be better if it was hotter. You really exposed yourself as a non-native Western New Yorker Personal there. preferences. <laughs> no, no, not, not that, but with when you called them a buffalo wing. Is it not a buffalo wing? Zero people in Western New York call them buffalo wings. What do you call them? Chicken wings. It is correct. Oh, it's it, definitely it, correct. It, yeah, it's correct to say that it's a buffalo wing. Can I right. say a hot wing? Colloquially, it yeah, is but a... nobody does that here. Okay, well, good to know. They well, call maybe them even chicken wings. wings. You should have told wings, me all right? these things in the beginning. Wing. I wouldn't sound like such an idiot. As an idiot. <laughs> Although in her defense, I also feel like that regionally in the U.S. things are changing and people are starting to call different things wings that they shouldn't at all. Yeah, that's um, true. So maybe, you know what, Veronica? Maybe you've brought up a topic that I think is really important to Western New York and we need to begin calling it a buffalo wing again. Are you going to rule in her favor on this? You know what? I I, I won't rule against you. Uh- I'll take it. Yeah, I won't rule it. against you. Wow. Because they're, like if you call someplace now and ask for wings, they ask you all kinds of different questions. It's a good point. And if you want Frank's Red Hot and butter on your chicken wings... You, you have know. to ask for it. Right, you have and to you, ask for buffalo sauce. You have to even ask for the bone in it. That's a whole no. different story. Yeah, that's becoming super well, popular. Well, they, they'll I'm give really you the option. To- Do you want boneless? Right. No. That shouldn't be a question. <laughs> no. So I think that it's really important that we begin calling it the buffalo chicken wing again. I'm going to, I got to give that more thought. Yeah. Okay. It's a half baked idea right now, but. Yeah, it is. This is Sounds a, good. Not like chicken wings, which shouldn't be I got baked. way too much mayo in me to like <laughs> really put together coherent thoughts. <laughs> your blood is just slowed in your veins. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hot sauces, Veronica's against them. Except for the Korean one, that was great. Yeah, Korean one's good. It's a little sweet. Yep. It's got a lot of good flavor to it. That's sweet. Chris and I, in favor of hot sauces. You know, I'm in favor of hot sauces, but I'm getting a little bit older, and I can't do them quite as much as I used to be able to do them. Like, when I was 20, 21, 22, like, I loved hot food. I would eat a, a jalapeno right off the vine. I would douse things in hot sauces so like the skin around my lips would be peeling like it was a sport i can't do it anymore yeah yeah just don't have it in like I, no i don't have I, my tolerance is totally shot like the following day i'm miserable and sick like i need to just like like take a sick day it's sorry bad. bro yeah you might have to take a mayo-based sick, day oh, mayo-based sick day tomorrow mayo-based sick day oh i might have to call in yeah <laughs> yeah calling calling in sick do you have mayonnaise poisoning no I had mayonnaise. <laughs> Chris and Veronica made me eat tartar sauce on a French fry. I think you have to pronounce it more inadequately, tartar sauce or tartar something. Tartar sauce? Yeah. yeah really that's, that's really, that's really what's going to do it. Yeah, Isn't I think tartar so. 
Like that's totally different. Tuna tartare. Beef tartare. Beef tartare. Yeah. Mm. Now that's good. <laughs> I think we can all agree on beef tartare. Amen. All oh right. boy, here we go. I've never had it. That's Ever? right. You and I have. Yeah, we have. That's it. something we have to do soon. You have said that you would take me out and introduce me and to I the, will. the world of raw meat. You know, what maybe about tartare, tuna tartare. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I have. Okay. With sushi. Okay. No, yeah, we, but we can ne- actually. But I've never had beef. Yeah, we might be able to do that soon. Oh yeah. With with the wife out of town. Oh, that's right. We can go on a on a meat kick, just like two guys would do. Just a couple of guys hanging out eating meats. Yeah. <laughs> Man stuff. Yeah. Well, I might be busy. God damn it. I might have plans whenever that's. that's I knew I knew this was going to be difficult. Always playing hard to get. With the two guys eating the. I don't know. I think you're just playing hard to get. Yeah. Well. <laughs> What are you got me do? all hopped up on uh, blue cheese. <laughs> that blue cheese that all the kids are doing. Yeah. Well, I think we've done it, guys. We've sufficiently uh, wasted a solid hour. I think so. All right. So we've talked about condiments, and I'd like Did to. Did you ever decide what a condiment was? No. No, I think it's a rhetorical question. Okay. Yeah. I all think right, so con- I'm leaving it unfinished. Yeah. Condiments are whatever you think they are, whatever you make of them. I like All that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So deep. <laughs> so we'll we'll end off with thanking the Owl House again for supplying a myriad of condiments thank for you. our taste test. Totally. And thank you to Itakate for providing some delicious salsas for so us great. to test thank as well. Thank you, Itakate. And I'd like to thank Chris Clemens from Exploring Upstate. You have any other plugs, Chris? Or is that it? No, that's just that's my website, exploringupstate.com. Yeah. Yep. And on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash exploring upstate. And CP Clemens on Twitter. And Instagram. Super. And Veronica, your plugs. Oh, I don't have any plugs. Oh, okay. Follow on, me on Twitter at Veronica WXXI. There you go. Thanks. You have a plug. And mine is uh, find me, obviously, Food About Town. And I am Food About Town on Twitter and at Stromi, S T R O M I E, on Twitter and Instagram. Well, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this taste test and hearing Chris eat on the recording. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for tuning in and uh, hope you uh, come back next time. Thanks.